So Susan Johnston, um, Johnston, I got that. Yeah. Right. All right, I got it. <laughs> I'm like a name expert. Uh, New Media Festival. I've been getting your newsletters for years now, and of course, uh, I'm I'm guilty of being a procrastinator and saying, oh, I have to, you know, some of my web series or some of my, you know, uh, my YouTube films. I got to I got to send over there and 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 you know submit to them somehow. But I'm of course I'm a procrastinator and. Next thing I know, I've worked on 10 other people's films as an AD or, or an actor or something, and then finally get around to something. But even better, I got you on, on here. We can, we can talk about that. So New Media Festival, um, tell me a little bit more about who you are, what you do, what you've been up to. Okay, so one, I love the fact that you've been receiving our newsletters and actually engaging with them, and that it inspired you to connect and bring me on. I'm, I'm delighted to be here today. Um, so I love that you said New Media Festival because we have both. So we've been around for 13 years as NewMediaFilmFestival.com, and then one day, several years ago, I'm like, oh, well, let me just grab a couple of domain names that people may type in. And that was one of them. So if you go to newmediafestival.com, you'll get to the same place. Um, what have I been doing lately? Wow. Okay. So we just had our 12th New Media Film Festival. So we had 28 best of category winners. Um, our nominees pivoted online this year, so the entire festival was online, and mm -hmm. people know me, know me, I don't like to do things the way anyone else does it, I just don't, I, I can't do it, right. like my body will not move in that direction, so what a learning curve, like it took me two months, and honestly, um, it was nice to know that it, you know, it went off great, sure there were a couple of hiccups, but, you know, like, you and I were talking earlier, technology, it can be your best friend and it can be your worst nightmare in the same day, but we volleyed back, great team, great stories. Um, so now what I'm doing is all that stuff I didn't do for those two months, right? Like um, we offer distribution to those that fit um, the profile of what is wanted right now mm -hmm. um, from all the submissions this past year, whether they were you know, accepted as a nominee or not. So that takes a lot of time. Um, you know, we also have relationships with new platforms. Uh, we just, I mean, I literally was just emailing earlier. Um, we got an offer from Brazil on a film and they wanted to give a flat rate uh, for a two year period. So then just sort of give people idea of what direction we go. Then, you know, we had to ask, okay, well, how are you charging the people? And so they had three verticals of the way to charge, which meant a thousand wasn't, it was just, it was a thousand dollars, right? For this one 45 minute piece, which meant they could use it as many times as they wanted. But when you, when you look at it that way and you look how many people are in Brazil and, and we just said, you know what? That's not enough for the content creator. So all we did is we went back and we said, hey, you know, we like your agreement. We like your offer. Thank you. Would you consider that the moment you recoup your 1,000 US dollars that you paid for this content creator, right. now we split. And we actually gave them a very generous split. Uh, usually it's 70, 30, 70 to the content creator, say that was me, and 30 to the platform. But because they hadn't offered any before, 
and we don't we don't know they're they're not a company that's been around and is huge we said 30%. And so they're looking at that. And we go, yay. We go, yay, because we got 30% more for the content creator. We have a new territory, a new company. We can measure how this does. And if it does well, then we can, we can put other titles in there. And it's a 45-minute film that is really a great film. It helps the filmmaker. Um, you know, so to me, it's a win-win everywhere. And honestly, my dad used to say to me, something is worth what someone wants to pay for it, you know, yeah. and then, and or what you value it for. So some people may be going, oh, that's not a lot of money. And then some people are going, yeah, that's pretty damn good for a brand new company, two years flat right up front. No question. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. So in the last year, you mentioned a couple of films in the last year, what, what are some films, some web series, some new media projects that, that stood out? Oh, okay. So, okay. So I have to ask because there's two different things. So there were some that were not accepted into the festival okay. and then there's, there were some that were. And so on the ones that were, it's really interesting because, I mean, you can go to our events page right now, newmediafilmfestival.com, click events, and you will see 2021's programming through the end of this year. And what's interesting is, you know, I'll start programming and I'll go, oh, I think this one's going to win or, oh, this. And then the judges come on board, the reviewers come on board, um, whether they want to be part of the festival or not. Some people back out last minute because other festivals say you can't have a premiere anywhere else or you can't screen anywhere else. Right. And, and one, one film tried to pull out the week before. And, you know, obviously, if we advertise you, we have a legal responsibility that we have to honor that advertising. So I said, look, I said, if you really want this other festival bad enough, I will give you the feature length version, but I'm gonna keep the trailer as the Los Angeles premiere because I need to honor my word in print. And they said, yes. And then I called one of my advisors and I said, oh my gosh, these people left our festival to go somewhere that I went to their website. They didn't say who the judges were. They didn't say what they were going to win. Um, you know, a lot of it was like hot air because, you know, I've been doing this for 13 years. It's fine. You can spin anything you want. And I just went, do they understand that they pulled something when all these companies know they were part of it because they were reviewing and judging it? HBO, Marvel, Emmys, Oscars, yeah. TV, BBC. But you know what? I kept my mouth shut. I can't always do that. But I was like, look, you want to free up almost two hours of my time? Free up two hours of my time. It is not for me to tell you this is probably the silliest move you're going to make all year. Yeah. And bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, you, you never know. Yeah. I mean, they, they, that they, one, I just, well, I want to let you know, that may have won. That yeah. may have won the grand prize. Yeah. Crazy. It, it, it's, I mean, it, everything's such a gamble. And honestly, I've made, in, in your eyes, I've made that mistake. But to my eyes, worked out and it might not have been marvel it might not have been hbo but it worked out in such a way that someone grabbed it and then it turned into four more things and i look no. back and i and i say that did turn into four more things 
Okay. But this is good information, right? You know, and and, and showing me the other side of it. It's it, listen, at the end of the day, just like with the just like with the quarantine and just like with, you know, struggling to f- work in our passion and do what we love, you, you have to find the positives in everything. And it's like, listen, I missed out or I missed out working with Bruce Willis and Will Smith, but I worked, but I ended up working with, you know, Christopher Walken and, and uh, somebody on some bizarre movie, whatever the case may be. And, and it was so fun to work on that film because then you hear later down the road, maybe working with some of these big name actors is such a nightmare, but you work with like some weird actor that you kind of have a, a man crush on or, or, you know, you watched his stuff a bond forever right you know and 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 you had and it was such a fun experience and it was such a b movie and maybe the movie wasn't as good as that a-list hollywood movie but you had like the best time you made some good money you made some connections and so you know back to what you're saying it's like absolutely you also have to be patient someone submitted to you if i were if i were to submit something there is that honor and that integrity. Like, listen, I submitted to you. I know you you put in this much of work for new media for my product for for, for my um for my product. Yeah, for whatever my, it for is my, for my for my it thing. Could be your podcast. It could be your script. It could be your music video. It could and be your VR, your feature, whatever. Exactly, and it's, it's like sure. okay, that's been greenlit. You know, it's important to read that fine print and say, listen, uh, Rogues Gallery is sticking with new media film new media festival and the story mm-hmm. and let that ride there's there's also that patience but you know to your point and i love that you showed me the reverse side of the coin right so sure. to speak but but i also feel that people are doing the best with what they have in front of them at that moment and mm-hmm. i you know honestly who am i to judge but i am saying from and i say this when i teach as well or give advice i just say from my life's experiences yeah that would have not been the wisest decision for me but you're absolutely right they're making the best decision for them at that time and you know godspeed to them right it's 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 swerving left or swerving right it's fight or flight it's fight or flight really (laughs) it's it's fight or flight really and but Um, but i think at the end of the day yes i'm agreeing with you more in the sense i of course i've got to play devil's advocate but I gotta, I, but I have to agree with you more because it's, it has to be understood what you guys are putting in. And so, yeah. So we don't make any money, right? For all the work we do for you, press releases, social media, um, maybe opportunities for other festivals. We, we have partnerships, you know, with the United Nations. We have part, partnership with uh, National Geographic, um, for content, you know, to, to, to screen, to be in other competitions. And, and we don't want to start monetizing that because that's an added value we give just for, you know, being part of us. And hopefully people know that. But again, I think, you know, for me, I, I, I have issues with business acumen and I fully own it. You know, I must've been, you're not alone. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's like, I just want you to honor your word. I grew yeah. up on the East Coast. The only reason why you have an is agreement so you don't both forget three months down the road. You know, you're reminded it's not selective memory. So it's not the contract. And then, you know, and 
what I'm finding in this new day and age, which is really interesting, um, someone called it, I'll just say it because it wasn't me. They said it's the, there's a, there's a gen, not a generation. There's, I want to say, I, I don't know what the right word is. Let's just say culture. There's a culture of people that say, I want what I want and I want it now. And I want it this way regardless of how your company is structured, what you promise to deliver, but because they've experienced it or seen it or just feel that if they scream loud enough and long enough, they'll get what they want. And I look at that and I go, that's a two-year-old temper tantrum, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we've got to kind of look at, you know, we don't, we never offer that service. We never said we did. So you demanding it and I don't know how that, I don't know how to get it to you because I don't have it. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, I can't agree with you more. I've, and I've personally cut ties, even burnt bridges um, with folks that can't keep their word. And I will even oh. say to somebody, you know, like, yay for you, yay for we, you. <laughs> we are doing, we are doing this at this time. This is what we're all doing. This is, yes, 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 yes. Okay. And then people start dropping out and, you know, breaking their word. Oh man, I was just too tired. Like, I don't care, dude. Like I'm tired too. And it's, and it's things that there was, you know, there was a documentary I produced and there was a whole, you know, two week trip to Chicago involved in this documentary. And I planned and produced that whole thing. And then later on they're, they're trying to get you know the, the the hard copies the original hard copies of the releases of all the people that they interviewed i said i'll send you xeroxes and i'll send you xeroxes it's too easy and they were coming up with bs about like oh well hbo uh somebody i know somebody from hbo and they're talking about like that's fine they, they can take they don't need the original hard copies and yeah. and, I, and and i was like finally like dude why do you need the originals and it's like i don't want you to have them I'm like well i'm keeping them why? Because the, these are basically hand receipts that I worked on it. And I'm going to get my cut. Well, what cut are you expecting? Whatever cut you're expecting. And that's when that's when the conversation turned into like, you know, a Putin Biden kind of fucking conversation where it's like, <laughs> listen, I'm not you, you, you know it's what I'm expecting. It's intellectual property, right? It's right. So, so and and and, you know, I try to look at people and say, maybe they, they've received bad advice, you know, because, and maybe that's what they're following, but I don't know. Did, so did you, so you ended up keeping that, right? You never, of course, I've got it. I've got it locked in some, some folder and some box and some shelf and some storage somewhere. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> can I, can I share a funny story with absolutely. you? Absolutely. That's so what this, very, that's what this is about. Yeah. Okay, so my very first film was um, 35 millimeter. I had to make 35 millimeter because I was the tester for HD and I'm like, oh, 35 is going to go away. So, mm -hmm. so I had, I, I have to be careful what I say because I don't want this person to be found out. So my sound guy needed my canister so he could, you know, do what he needed to do. Well, then he didn't want to give them back to me for whatever reason. So I got dressed up in my hottest dress, knocked on his door. How you doing? Pretended he didn't even have them, right? How you doing? Let's have a drink. Let's talk about the shoot, right? Now he drinks a lot. So he's drinking, he's showing me his awards. You know, he's showing me this poster. And as he's showing me these things, I'm pouring my drink in his plants. 
And then he gives me another drink and another drink. His plants got fed that day. I think I was there three hours just talking, talking, talking the shit as they say, right? Uh -huh. And and he got so drunk he passed out. Well, I got my I got my canisters and I left. <laughs> and killed his plants. Got his plants drunk, or maybe. <laughs> his plants were happy oh okay. so, yeah yeah so i thought that know, was i thought that was the side prank was you were poisoning his plants no, uh, oh okay okay them, but, but the <laughs> point was is i wanted him to feel comfortable yeah to drink as much as he was drinking mm -hmm. they're on a friendly you know crew crew sort of thing yeah my goal was to get the canisters he was holding hostage for no reason i mean he had gotten paid what we said he would get paid it was yeah. i don't you know sometimes sometimes stuff goes on in your life where you go over the deep end in a totally different area you know i think mentally yeah i think mentally people go off on a deep end or the pe people are just like like what do you need them for like if I was the guy and I'm and I'm saying to you like, now what do you need him for? Let me just because but you they knew you knew what he was going to do with them. That's right. He was just you knew that. That's why you didn't give him. That was smart. Well, in in your case, in your in your story, oh, mine? I don't know. He's just. Howard? I think I think he's just. Howard? Yeah, Are yeah, yeah. And 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 greed and laziness. There's all these different aspects that the that the you know. So maybe he felt maybe he felt undervalued but i don't know how right I, you, you know you know going back you know you know i have a similar story so there was a family member there's a family member that got a bunch of stuff from a grandparent that passed away all this stuff they were taking all this stuff out of the house and no one had there was all these different conflicting you know permissions about who can go in and take what and the only thing me and my brother ever wanted were these 35 millimeter slides you remember the slide projector oh, I and, do. I, and i said hey all i really want and, and but i was in the military at the time and i was and these family members they claim to be uh very pro-military you know one of them was in vietnam and so the wife uh was you know claims to be very pro-military and very pro-vet and i was in the military and i was stationed in virginia on a post while everybody was dealing with the house and i said for the next three days i cannot come out there i have to report to duty i can come out there this date and they said don't worry about it we'll be done by then but don't worry about it so mm -hmm. fa so fast forward a year i think it was fast forward a year and i say hey did you guys ever get a hold of those 30 my 35 millimeter slide prints and <clears throat> da, 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 da. i can digitize them and she said you know i'm very disappointed with how everybody you know handled the house and i'm like we talked about that she goes well i'll tell you i'll tell you what you can sign a contract saying you're going to send them back and i was like never mind i don't want them oh my gosh and, it, and 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 you're right it's a it's a point of like i have them now i have this thing i have power and yeah. these are people you know the guy the guy's a sound guy in film you've made it bro but but a lot of times these are people with absolutely nothing going on with their life and I've talked about these kind of folks on the show before, people that are racist, people that are homophobic, people that have problem with same-sex relationships or transgender relationships in movies and in the, in the commercials, and they and they always bitch and moan about it. And like, then there's you have any idea how much content there is out there to watch? How many different things are on Netflix? How many different streaming services you have? 
Change, flip the channel. Flip the we channel. If you don't like the direction you're going, pivot. But We're, I want to thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you. I appreciate Keep that. Thank on. you for your support. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, I want to tell you, I actually um, went to a military burial in Arlington. I mean, pretty talk about Vietnam. Um, uh, Raul Mangiliardi, his dad, um, unfortunately, went down in a plane in Vietnam, and they had just—they could—they there was a new DNA process, so they could confirm it was him. Mm. I mean, you know, those stealth—I'm going to call them stealth bombers. I don't know what they were. The stealth bombers going above. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was this woman playing tap, and she just did it so solemnly, like near a tree. You know, the casket with the flat. I mean, I got goosebumps. You know, talking about it. It was. It was such, you know, an honor to be part of that yeah. and and witness sort of the 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 loyalty and the camaraderie and you know and the honor and and the pride and all that. So, um, you know, and to be found that many years later after Vietnam, the the son can now, you know, rest a little easier. He's you know he's not. It, it's clearly that that's my dad. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've I've witnessed one from afar. I was there uh, for a project and I saw one. We didn't film it. We were filming something else. And yeah, they they are intense. They're uh, pretty deep. I mean, they, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of effort. The, 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 the I think they're called the old guard there. Yes. At Arlington. Yeah. And that's a job. That is a career, actually, to 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 guard and to honor uh those joes so i mean yeah, it's... So i i really feel blessed i really feel blessed to have been there so yeah thank you for your service oh well i appreciate that but you know going like, like you were saying going back to like these folks it's just it's trial and error with a lot of people with with you know with uh relationships you know i was 37 36 or 37 when i i was 36 when i met my wife and immediately knew I wanted to marry her. But there was a whole, trust me, there was a whole lot of trial and errors when it comes to those kind of relationships, you know? Sure. And it's just, I think a lot of people don't know what they want. They have a pretty good idea that um, going back to that one guy that needed, he, they were trying to cut me out of the project. And, and another reason why is because he was spending like over a year trying to edit two 10 minute scenes of the documentary oh. and it's one of those things where you know he's he you know he, he's kind of the director he's co-produced it with me and he's now trying to edit it but if you go back you realize i'm the one that got all the equipment i'm the one that pretty much organized the entire chicago trip which was i think seven to ten days and then he's like hey i'm editing it do you want my help no fast forward a year you were never there for the editing process. You didn't want me there. You didn't want me there. Well, I call that, remember, selective memory. I said that earlier. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I can be diplomatic, right? But I, I, I like to be more like X, Y, Z. And okay, so, so the delivery was supposed to be on February 14th. Um, is everything okay? Because I haven't heard from you. You've been AWOL for a yeah. while. Um, you know, and then, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. But I I find it interesting that um, there, you were talking about the pandemic. You know, a lot of people did pivot, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, 
lot of people made COVID type films. Um, a lot of people took the stuff that they had, you know, in their closets and their drawers. And they, know, they finished it. And they, and, and they finished it. And I'm so happy for them because I think the longer it stayed in the drawer or on the shelf, the less likely they were going to do that. And, you know, we have a motto that you could be ahead of your time. You know, I remember our very first year, I think we had a film from 19, we had literally a 35 millimeter film from 1987 and it was called The Beast. And I had just gotten done watching about five horror films. Although, you know, I, I like horror films. I can't watch more than five in a day. And so I, I called Noel and I said, Noel, I can't do it. It's called The Beast. He goes, Susan, I can't do it. You have to watch it. And sure enough, it wasn't a horror film. Um, it was a beautiful story about a chimpanzee who and the doctor that would, you know, use him as a lab rat. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about that. And he was before a judge about the humanity of it all. And, you know, how he kills them when he's done with them, and that they should, you know, live instead. Remember 1987. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell you how it ends because I want people to watch it. So anyways, my that that first festival was 2010. And Rod Roderick um, asked me as we were walking into the theater, he said, why did you accept my film? I said, because it's beautiful. And I mean, you know, on all levels. And he said, yeah, but it was made in 1987. I said, a good story is timeless. Yes. You know, like look at Cin Cinema Paradiso now. And he and I, he told me that was the last time ever that film could be shown in 35 millimeter because it was dissipating that much. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to tell you how smart he was. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. He brought potential backers for his next project to see his 1987 film being shown in 35 millimeter in a theater in 2010. You bet he got funding for those projects. Because at some point he finally got around to finishing that 20 year old film, right? That, that no, 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 it had won, it had, no, it had won every award to mankind. Like I think it won Khan, I think it won Venice, you know, I think, I just remember he was like, I looked and I went, oh, he's like won every award. So just so you know, we watch the content first or mm -hmm. we content. We don't, we don't look at your bio. We don't, we don't do that. We, your content speaks for itself. And one year I was pleasantly surprised to know that um, Whiskey Salesman, which was Chip Taylor, how did I know? He wrote Wild Thing, you know, Wild Thing. Oh yeah, 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 Chip Taylor, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Angel of the Morning, you know, just mm -hmm. call the angel. And I'm like, oh my God, how cool is that? Like yeah. songs I love and here's the guy that wrote them, you know? So, but but his content made it before we even knew who he was. So that was like a nice added bonus, you know? I mean, so, so anyway, the upswing of the pandemic was that people did finally, you know, dust off what they had, buff it up. I did. Good, what did you I do? Did. What did you do? Oh, I'm still <laughs> so I I had I had uh two I had a I had the second season of these two different web series in the can we shot it god knows how long and it's like oh man gig after gig after gig on set on site on location out in the field whether I'm acting or whether I'm crew or whether I'm you know crew or whatever but 
and then it and then it hit and so this podcast is actually the third attempt and we and we so so me and some colleagues tried out this podcast again for the third time the whole zoom virtual thing mm-hmm. during the during the pandemic but oh, nice. but I had these two I had these two different shows the second seasons of these two different shows on a hard drive and pand- quarantine hit I think March 12th I had my kid in a bassinet editing and I would stay at night the, the, the wife would be up during the day mm-hmm. and I would stay up at night and I would, and and I would have we had I got a second bassinet I'm just there editing and knocked out these things probably in a week and then it's cool. like all right what's next and there was a short which uh which I had in mind for new media festival there's a short that I shot years ago everything when you talk about one of those productions where everything goes wrong like the 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 sound guy had to drop out and and for good reason and and no hard feelings yeah, I actually, life happens i mean I, life just happens yeah and i even had him on the podcast you know recently talking just talking about other stuff because when he had to drop out oh a- absolutely by all means couldn't get anybody in time and so what i did was i would hit record on everybody's lab on the recorder and leave it running so so we had like so we had a four-hour audio you know clip for the day for Mm -hmm. each actor and then i have to sync so i think i finished syncing this thing like a couple of months ago and now it's and now it's time to go over my shot list mark script put that Mm up um and then another, how close you are, how close you are now. Yeah. Right. I'm, You're finishing. Yeah. Because you, know, being, you can't but, make money if it's not out there, you know, and, and not everybody like, you know, like some companies are picking up content regardless of what it is. Done. Right? Done is better than perfect. Oh my God. Yes. Because guess what? Perfection is facetious. Like you you can yeah. continually seek perfection because when will it ever be perfect? And no one's ever going to see it. Right. Yeah. Some money is better than no money. And, you know? and to touch upon this note, you said, you know, cinema is timeless or art is timeless. And the first thing that came to my mind was Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, wasn't that a fun film? But what year does that movie take place? I, I, 70s or 80s 80s maybe no i, don't, I think I don't it i think it takes place the modern year oh okay that it, whatever that you're it came out. It? oh oh the i have no idea it was released in oh somewhere between oh three and oh five maybe okay and i and i think but that style they they had choices of music that were from the 80s and 90s um jamiroquai did the song but jamiroquai wasn't even doing music until late nineties to early two thousands. And he did that main song he danced to. Mm-hmm. They had other 80s songs like that. Uh, the girl dressed kind of like in an 80s style, but, mm-hmm. and they took advantage of that weird timeless. Yeah. It had that vintage sort of vibe to it. That was familiar. That town is probably <clears throat> that town probably shops at Salvation Armies and Goodwills and, and thrift stores. Um, There might be a Walmart there, but, not at that time so that was the beauty of that movie there's this timeless thing where people from people that like people that are 80s heads and 90s heads and then 2000s heads could all enjoy it on some level because because the dumb shit that he did in that movie 
And then as he stepped up to be a hero, and everybody could identify with that. Mm-hmm. All those 80s, you know, all those 80s movies where it ends with that crowd clap, that slow, that slow clap, you know, that that 80s thing. They kind of played on that. It was a uproarious applause at the end. Um, you know, the dorky picked on kid, but again, that if you go back and watch that movie, there's really no way of trying to dis- decipher what year it takes place because. Uh, the older brother was chatting with LaFonda, you know, instant messaging her, but mm-hmm. he was using AIM or maybe he was using an old okay. internet chat room, you know, back, remember chat rooms, like way back in like the early 90s, chat rooms. I mean, God knows how they were communicating on a computer mm-hmm. and none of that is really, I think she gave him a pager, you know, she got him all decked out in like, you know, you know, hip hop. <laughs> kind of like a hip-hop style clothing and, she, and he had a pager so okay, what you, i had a pager when i moved to los angeles in 2000 so i, I had, know it was still in existence then and i had a i had a pager like from 98 to 01 i had a pager yeah and that pager got me jobs yep. because i know people call me anytime you need me and i would get calls at midnight you know, uh, yeah. I would get calls at two o'clock in the morning. We need someone in San Diego at six o'clock. First up, you know, first shot filming. So yeah, I was like, I miss my pager because, you know, sometimes a cell phone, that stupid little thing in the corner shuts your ringer off. You know, you don't know how you click that button. Yeah. And you don't get the call or you're in a dead cell zone. But for some reason, that pager. That pager always got the beeps. Always got, always got you, always got you. And back then you could always, you could always find a phone or a pay phone. Yes. And I had. Pay phones. I miss pay phones. I had a calling card. I I had a calling card number and pin memorized. You remember back, well, you remember back when we could, we had numbers memorized and I still remember my mom's house. I remember my grandmother's yeah. and she's been gone since early nineties. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I remember uh, my I best. I feel like telling it to you, but then everybody <laughs> in the house. I'll try to call it and see. They'll call and ask for Palmina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and going back to another thing, you mentioned the word AWOL um, and yes. going, going back to my military career and you, and the, we had a lot of folks you know, National Guard and Reserves is a little bit different than active duty, but even you with know active- I'm not judge- You know I'm not judging that work, right? I'm not <laughs> judging it. Um, yeah. I grew up with an older brother who incessantly watched war movies. So my version of AWOL is from those movies. Yeah. I literally don't know what it means in your world. Just well, it's, it stands for absent without leave. Okay. And so someone doesn't show up for drill, someone doesn't show up for formation, someone, and, okay. and, and you get a lot of, you get a lot of soldiers that are like, ah, forget it, you know? And like, Hey, listen, if you're 18 and older in my eyes, you're a grown ass adult. You're a grown up. Just you're tell a- me you don't want to come to work. Don't just go missing. And there's, you know, you can call me and tell me what the situation is with some advanced notice. And like, like with our, like, with, like with this podcast, I sent you a note real quick. Hey, it's about 10, it's about 12, 15, 12, 20. We're set to go on at 12 30. Give me a few extra minutes rebooting the thing. I'm going to let you know, right? But there are mm-hmm. people that just decide to not show up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that's just National Guard. You guys are a joke. Number one, you put in your word. National Guard is not a joke. <clears throat> you swore, you, you swore an oath. When they're needed. You swore an oath. 
this is military regardless. Yes, there might be problems with leadership or 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 uh, peers or sub or subordinates or leaders. There might be problems with all of them. That's but, in every sector, don't you think? But yeah. that's gonna that is going to uh, uh, transfer into all your other work. Yeah, it's, it's going to, and so. Yeah. It, like I, I'm gonna write up a counseling. I'm gonna write up an AWOL letter. I'm gonna write up a negative counseling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all this, that, and the other thing for the soldier that's AWOL. But I'm not going to associate with you. I'm not gonna look at you as a potential. Oh man, you should put me in my movie. Absolutely not. You won't show up. Well, that I would. No, you wouldn't, because you wouldn't show up for this. Right. No, you, you, you definitely wouldn't show up. And so you definitely won't show up for your civilian job as a firefighter or a cop or uh you know a security analyst at a credit card company you won't show up for work then because screw it you know because that will transcend into other avenues ah screw it so i think you're talking about communication right not only honoring, not, not only honoring, not, not only communication but honoring what you said you would do exactly yeah. so if you don't plan on it please at least communicate so I'm not standing there. I remember once I was casting a very big project. Mm -hmm. It paid $2,000 an episode. And obviously that was at least 10 years ago. So that was no small chump change. Uh, the episodes were, you know, in the street reporting. And um, I saw 700 people in one day and my cameraman didn't show up, just decided not to show up. So of course I'm calling my other cameraman that I use, but now they know they weren't my first choice. So that person doesn't understand the cause and effect of calling me like maybe an hour before, thank you for calling me, but an hour before and going, yeah, I'm not coming in today. Maybe they got a better paying job. I don't know. Maybe they ran into their ex-girlfriend and wanted to rekindle a love affair. I don't know, mm -hmm. but I want you to know the, the, the detriment that caused, because now I had to call people that now knew they were not my first call on that shoot. Right. And I had to run camera until someone showed up. And guess what? I never hired that person again, and they don't understand why. And I'm, I'm at the point now where I don't tell them, if you can't figure it out for yourself, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's a testament to your legacy. And people that's don't 700 people. Do you know how many that how hard that is? It's that's just hard. it's just it's just a casting on Friday. Come on, Susan, relax. It's just it's just it's just one day drill. Yeah. It's, it's just look, a one, it's a, just a one day drill. You know where they're going to cut us out early anyway. So why even show up? Well, it's I'll a, share one. I'll share one other thing because I think it will help the audience of talent. Right. So if people want to see my casting site, it's susanjohnstoncasting.com because uh, I still get hired. I mean, I don't put myself out there, but people I've worked with before call me and I love them and they're, they're great fun and they're great fun. So um, 700 people, 2000 uh, an episode, you know, you were gonna get picked up for at least, I guess, 13. So a good chunk of change, good company. I would say 95% of the people, 95% of the people that showed up look like they just came out of a gym class. Now, if you're going to be an on-the-street reporter, maybe reporting on NASCAR, maybe reporting on um, the new rocket that's going to go up, are you going to look like you just came out of the gym? No. So I, I could, I, you know what's really sad? 
me personally, I couldn't give them the top 10 people. And they were like, what? Like, they didn't think I did my job. I said, no, I did my job. I don't have 10 people to, to give you. These are the only ones I have. Because they all just walked in from the gym or whatever. Yeah. And they never hired me again. And I don't blame them, actually. I really don't. But what was I going to do? I, I, I looked through the image, like I looked through the um, pictures. I brought them up. I said, you know, you need to be camera ready. You know, how you're going to be in the street is how you're going to be in this audition because was all that was all was all of that in the casting notice all of it so if they can't read correct casting notice they can't (laughs) read a script don't get me started if they can't read a casting (laughs) notice they can't read a script so or they can't follow directions you can't if you can't follow directions then you can't be directed yes by a director Thank you for not making me say that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's that simple. So it's like, what the shit are you doing here? Okay. That's we... why I didn't have 10 to give them. See? Oh, I, I got 700 background. If you want to fill that restaurant, oh, I got that's 700. Great idea. Oh, I got 700. Yeah. But the problem is, is those people think they're worth two, 2K an episode, but they didn't dress for 2K an episode. And here's another problem with that. I have had, see, listen, I started acting because I have the military and the military police background. So I take all the... First and foremost, I say everybody typecast me. Law enforcement roles, military roles, yeah, no, it's lawyer roles, skills. corporate roles. Yeah. Typecast me. I'm the I'm the one actor that wants to do that in every single show. I'll be the new Munch. You know, uh, uh, Belzer. Uh, he plays uh, Detective Munch in Homicide, Law and Order, then Law and Order SUV, and then and he's been playing the same character. Ice T is about to break the record, but he's been playing the same character. Actually, no. Um, Marista something on SUV is about to beat Munch's record for playing that character for so long. And I'll do that because that's, it's work. I'm, I'm working in film. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you put it out there because now they know how to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Um, what I do is when I cast, I throw the casting out there. It has exactly the information that someone needs to know to determine whether or not they're right for it. They're available, et cetera, union, non-union, where it's located. Um, and then those that submit, one would presume that they've read it and they're right for it and they're ready. And, and I do that because I used to go through my files. I used to carry my headshots in the back of my car because I would get calls like someone didn't show up to set. Who do you got? And I'd have them by union, non-union, you know, ages and et cetera. Um, but then the computer, you know, it all went online, right? So then it made it easier to go online. But the reason why I throw a casting net out is I want you to read that and tell me that you're interested versus me calling you and pitching you and saying, hey, do this show. So there's a free casting notice at susanjohnstoncasting.com. Just fill that in. And when I have a casting, it goes out. Oh, yeah. It's that simple. I've, you know, I've cast people from that all the time. But um, yeah. let's get back to story. I'm curious if you've done any military, because we started with that. Um, what have you done in military stories? Have you done, have you done scripts or uh, docs or shorts? I'm wondering, because it sounds like so, you'd have some good stories there. So you know? I am working on a documentary where um, one of my colleagues, his dad, uh, defected from Soviet Estonia. Oh, wow. So sort of, definitely political. 
Yeah. Maybe military, because what's funny is when he came to the States, he became a lawyer and he was, and he, he, he always gave uh, uh, Don, my best friend, his son. So uh, uh, Adir is the guy I interviewed and it's, I'm kind of doing like a, a new, be, new media documentary. It's not too in depth, but it's kind of a half pitch, half documentary. Anyway, when he came to the States, he became a lawyer and a and a patent expert, I think he became a lawyer after that because he would always give me and Don basic legal advice. No, you're not allowed to do that because such and such. Um, you should sue them because of such and such. You know? And he would write us wow. up He would write us up some draft letters to send to people, to scare people, and it, it always helped. But, um, but over there, what's funny, he was, I think, a TV producer or AV audio video producer, you know, mm -hmm. for... Soviet uh, communist-based uh, Estonia broadcasting, and yeah. but but he defected. Um, he couldn't stand it. Um, he's also Jewish, and he had a huge issue with the way Jews were treated. I think the KGB, in most part, was, if not still, anti-Semitic. I know Putin's regime right now is a bit anti-Semitic. I'm. Have no idea. <laughs> so, I think yeah. so. I, I mean, I, I have one. I know they're definitely homophobic as far as being racist and anti-Semitic and Islamophobic. I think so as well. But so as far as that documentary goes, that's about as military as I get. The mil joining the military, for me personally, joining the military was something I'd never done and wanted to do. And I did it at 31. I joined the National Guard and went to basic at 31. So I'm like, here's this old body getting like, you know, broken up and fixed. I was in the best shape of my life at 31 as opposed to my 20s and teens. But um, for me, not necessarily, you know, military projects, military films, you know the Rambo's. I, I love you know I love the Rambo's and 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 uh, and, and the command <laughs> and uh, you know the save you know Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's List. Those those sort of films I'd love to make. I have some ideas you know in outlines that eventually I gotta you know put into a treatment, put into a a, a detailed synopsis, and then write a script. Sure, but um, for me. And it's and it's funny you meant it's funny you brought this up because if there is such thing as magic on Earth, mm -hmm. people don't believe in magic. Filmmaking, oh, it's cinema absolutely magic. Is don't you think so? Is magic the technique? Absolutely. CG, absolutely. CGI, video lighting, games, lighting, makeup, here, lighting, makeup, also. props. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are what you cosplayers. Not. Cosplayers. I, I you know, put it. Look at all these cosplayers and what they're able to pull off. And I've always enjoyed Predators and the Captain Americas and the Avengers and Star Wars more than anything else. Because, you know, we, we, we uh, experience real life day to day all the time. Mm -hmm. the, the magic of film is that escape. And mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've brought this up a million times on, on this show before. Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and Han Solo, they do exist, don't they? You could tell me, you could tell me their background mm -hmm. and you could tell me how they're related. So they, they do exist. Superman does exist. Batman does exist in such a way mm -hmm. because of that magic of storytelling, imagination turned into- And the, and the archetypes too. <clears throat> you know? 
And look at the evolution. I mean, Batman was a radio serial in the 20 and 30s, turned into a show, turned into a comic book, turned into an animated series, turned into a whole bunch of movies. And a lunchbox. And a lunchbox. In a lunchbox. I mean, that's. So I, I will share with you that when I was younger, I had a crush on Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. voice, that voice, I take it. Who doesn't have a crush on Optimus Prime? Yeah. <laughs> that voice, man. I think, you know. Is that it, what it was? It must have been for the ladies. I don't know. I mean, he stood out to me as like, a, you know, like this powerful leader of the transformers mm -hmm. but it was that but it had it in that voice and that voice actor i think passed away a couple years ago oh that's too bad and uh yeah you know, kind of neat how they like fold up and then they whoop. yeah yeah well he was the big truck so yeah he, yeah. Was, the, he was the big guy but um yeah you know, going back to like magic and still making things happen uh what are some projects what are some 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 things that new media festival got during the quarantine i mean did you do you did virtual events i take it and you yeah did. so so okay so a couple of things um you know there were surprises right there was i know it's, it's going to be it's going to sound very very simple i know it's going to sound very simple but there was a virtual reality piece called manatee and it was a manatee and you were swimming with it but it was a real manatee so you were like its buddy and it was really magical for me, but it related to a story in my life is when I was in Florida once, I've always swam underwater a lot uh, with my eyes open. And so, and I used to pretend I was a dolphin. So I would go in circles, right? And then I'd pop up out of a circle underwater. Well, one time I did, and there was this big face in front of me. So I screamed underwater because I didn't know what it was. And it was a manatee, but I frightened it. And so I, I always felt bad. So this, this is now watch the magic, right, of content. Here's this virtual reality piece. I'm now a grown adult. And you can see in my face that it's like, oh, I finally got to swim, you know, with the manatee that I scared away. But then you go to, um, let me just put on my glasses for one minute. And let me just, let me just look up at my events page because we had 119 new media films and content from 23 countries wow there were, yeah there were 42 worlds six us and 42 la premieres so here's some of the cool things um don mclean uh the guy who you know sang and wrote bye bye american pie miss american pie he came on and did a q a um because he was in a podcast uh uh, from Karina, Coffee with Karina. And then there was um, a feature length film documentary slash documentary uh, called LIGO. And that was very scientific. Well, come to find out um, while they were filming this documentary, they discovered, um, uh, scientifically discovered science, uh, gravitational waves. And they saw two, two um, like, I may be saying this wrong, wormholes, gravitational waves together, it had never been documented before. Mm. So now they became, you know, Nobel Prize winners in physics. And so they attended the festival. So those were some, um, those were some nice uh, discoveries. Um, there was a beautiful um, 
socially responsible category and it was shot in black and white which was very interesting and it was black men and they were telling the story of before i knew and really it was before i knew you know i'm going to put these words in that that being black meant you were being treated different but it was just it was kind of like that manatee story where you could see these grown men go back to their childhood in that moment when they realized things were going to be a little different we had um a gal samara conley who was 11 when she wrote a song and she performed that she just turned 13 uh like the week before our show and she performed that live there was a really there was a funny you know it, it was a rough year for everyone right so i i love these kind of conversations when i call my advisors and i go all right we got one in that's so wrong but so right mm -hmm. and and it's funny and it's um it was submitted in the pilot category and it was called loved ones and it i'm just going to read the the tagline for you the inside of the hard side of funeral workers um but it was just like it was just really funny like how they go and get a guy in the house and you've got their kids who are older you know crying and then the woman goes to you know give the the guy under the blanket a hug one more time and his body fluids come out you know, it may not sound funny right now, but it was funny in the execution. So that was like, okay, that's definitely different. Um, we have a digital comic category, and this one was really beautifully done. Um, and it's interesting because it's 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 a western. Um, it says before Deadwood, before Tombstone, before mm. Durango lead city but it was a really great way to capture westerns uh film noir and and contemporary um comics in a digital format so those are just you know some of some of the the interesting things that we've had and i'm only scrolling down uh we had a ninth grade student submit something uh we had uh content shot in the arctic Columbia. Oh, where else? There, there, it's up at the top. This was, I want to tell, I'll tell you the ones that we weren't. So, so Arctic, we never had before. Um, don't think we had, we, N Namibia, Monaco, Qatar, Ukraine, uh, United Arab Emirates, Greece, Indonesia, Germany. Yeah, China, Australia. So Russia, South Africa. So really fun, right? A nice diverse group of global people. So that that's just some of them. I, I recommend everybody go to newmediafilmfestival.com, click the events page and voila, you will have uh, posters and info on each of the nominees. And then you'll also be able to click the award winners list. And there's a really nice downloadable graphic for you. And I say that because, you know, you can learn a lot by reading who won, you know, yeah. what was the story about? Where were they from? How old are they? Um, I mean, if a nine-year-old can do it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you submit in the student category and we know you're nine, we're gonna give you a little leeway. But one of my favorite conversations on that particular piece was he has a goat and the goat keeps repeating himself over like, eh, 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 eh. and someone said, there's a glitch in the video. And I said, no, 
he's trying to show you what your brain does because it was um it was a student film about your brain and so he was showing when the brain you know gets locked trying to get to the next section i was like it's kind of genius mm -hmm. you know have the yeah. goat get stuck because everybody starts looking and goes why is the goat keep doing that he may he got your attention yeah it, no uh, there was um you know, I've th there's been quite a few movies that came out, and you could tell they were quarantine productions. Um, yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, well, <clears throat> and some even said it. This yeah. is a quarantine production. Yeah, there was a Operation Rainfall with a lot of. It looked like a mock blast. Um, the Operation Rainfall is about an alien invasion, and it and it looked kind of bad, like those mockbusters. But was it so bad it was good? You know how sometimes they're so bad they're good. No, okay. I think it, I think it turned out okay, but there was a lot of folks in it that like were funny. Uh, uh, what's his name? Kevin Kevin Chang from from Community and and Hangover. Oh, um, so really, really big some some good names. But, yeah, but some it's good names. Funny, it goes to show you you can have good names in your film, but if it's not a good script, it's probably not gonna probably not gonna be good. But for me yeah i didn't even finish the movie yet i'm going to appreciate it still to an extent that they pulled it off they made it they made it happen they they, they wanted they got to make something stuff. done yeah and they, got, and they got some people in this movie anyway right because those people wanted to work and they wanted to make things happen during mm -hmm. a during a, a a rough time social distance and 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 covid compliance uh, what the hell are they called now? Because How about just shutdowns? I mean, different countries yeah. were shut down. Like, um, mm -hmm. I have I have a client in Spain, and he has two children and a wife and a dog, and he was only allowed to take the dog out, no one else. And I said, you need to have your dog drink a lot more water. <laughs> yeah. You can go outside more. Because yeah. yeah, or you'd get fined. So craziness. So, so going back to going back to socially responsible i think is the word you used for that yeah it's a category if you say it fully it's socially responsible content okay. but we drop the content because in 140 characters or less on on uh, social media it takes up some space so socially responsible yeah we so this year we only had three right so we only program what matches the review process like you have to get uh you know x amount of points in order to get to the next stage um so if 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 nothing came in that that reached that we wouldn't program anything in that category so we had three one was that uh one was um equal parenting it was a really cute animation about you know just how the benefits of parents equally parenting equal versus parenting. yeah you want to look that up hold on let me sue um let me go let me just do responsible here we go that's one equally shared parenting the director is emma johnson and it's a public education project launched on social media about when parents divorce or break up equally shared parenting um, and then the other one, since we're doing this, was called, this one, I, I really loved this, but the, the, the filmmakers like never responded once they were accepted. I mean, we would have loved to have had them on for a Q&A, but this one was called Green Up, and it's from the UK, 
And really cool piece about, um, they took like vintage cars, classic cars, and then they turned them um, into, they're converting petrol propulsions to electric. And they use 3D printing, connect, okay. raspberry PIs, and any secondhand part they can find. And they're gorgeous. So, I mean, they're three very viable, of course, family and children are important. Of course, the air and the environment and petrol to electric is important. And of course, you know, a society of, of you know, being, being um, learning as a child that you know, you're not just like, you're not being treated just like everyone else, right? Yeah. They're all, they're all important to those people in those communities. So we're very proud of those three. Um, and we're also even excited that uh, we have a new judge this year. And it's Dr. Maya Rockymore Cummings. And she, like, how cool is this? We gave our judges options. You can just let us announce the award. Um, you can do a video of the award. Um, it was another, I can't remember what the third one was. We'd create an animation of the award, whatever. And so she actually did her own award. She had the envelope and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's just, you know, finding ways of making this thing work. Yeah. You know, and it was through, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had so, oh, pre-tape. The other one was pre-taped. You could pre-tape it. Mm -hmm. You could do it live. You could do it live with us. You could pre-tape it or we could do it for you. And so we had one guy do it um, pre-taped um, and and he didn't have the envelope, but he was still good. And then she did hers and she had the envelope, which I just thought was wonderful because I didn't ask her to do that. Um, and then another guy came on live with me. So we chit chatted a little and um, we, which was nice because I didn't plan on this, but we got to talk about why he was the right judge for that category, right? Yeah but I didn't plan that either. So, mm. you know, live is good because things come up in live that, you know, you just, yeah, like magic, they just Absolutely. come up. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of what's coming up, you know, more and, and more transitioning to you for me. And, and I, and I brought, and I always had this question towards, you know, <clears throat> towards the middle of this is, for me, the new year was March, not January 1st, but, you know, we went on, we no, went on, March? we went on, we locked down in quarantine March 12th and we were oh, like, okay. okay, takes a year for vaccinations to come out <clears throat> at least. And, you know, I think we got lucky. They, they were able to knock them out less than a year. Yeah. So March 12th, 2021, what's that going to look like? What are we going to be doing? Are we going to be back out in the field? So that's kind of like the new year for me. So now here it is, almost July. <clears throat> What's the new year looking like for you? What's the new Susan? What's the new year, new you, new normal, new you as of today? Right. Are you back on I, set? Um, I so love that you asked that. Okay. So I am more discerning about who I work with mm -hmm. and what I work on. Okay. So I used to have a nickname called Safety Susan. Mm -hmm. I was I was VP of production for Big Vision Studios, right? And that was a wild, fun time. But you know, I would say safety first. You have a live lion in the room, 
We don't add anything that's not on this list unless I make sure it's not going to cause an issue with that lion. Mm -hmm. Okay, because it may eat you before me. <laughs> right. Like, and that's how I would talk to these people that would just think they could do anything and not look at safety. So um, because of COVID, you know, I've actually had, oh, I actually took a COVID class and I have a certificate. The COVID compliance officer? Yeah, no, not the officer, but um, as a business owner, mm -hmm. uh, the California government has you take this online course. And honestly, I don't really think, I don't think they should give anyone a certificate because most of it was just general knowledge that you should know. But yeah. I have a meeting with the COVID compliance officer, officer, which was brilliant. And because she's also a friend of mine, she said, it's really just a dog and pony show. That mm. temperature thing isn't going to tell you much because you, because the thermometer may not, you know, the thing may not be working. You know, you could have been under a hot light and it's off a few degrees or whatever, or you could have been in the air conditioned car or whatever. Um, you know, obviously not all tests are accurate. Obviously not everybody tells the truth. Obviously you can make a fake identification card that you got vaccinated. I mean, these things happen in other parts yeah. of our- I mean, the number, the number one reason why people don't tell the truth is because they don't want to get uh, what is it stigmatized and they don't want to get ousted and they don't want to get blacklisted and they're like oh he had it so, so maybe wouldn't it be a wonderful world if when I'm wearing my mask because just a week and a half ago I found out the limo driver that used to work with us when I was working with the Hollywood Reporter died and was vaccinated and it could possibly have been the UK variant and it's just a week and a half ago. And I'm like, okay, all you people, you can run around like COVID never existed, but I'm gonna wear my mask. Do you know those people are so uncomfortable? They talk to me about it. Have you been vaccinated? Yes. I said, but I like my mask. It's a fashion accessory, whether it works or not. I really like it. I feel good breathing through it. Yeah. And you know what? kind of like leave me alone. Like, I don't ask you why you're not wearing one. So the stigma is on both sides, mm -hmm. right? Good it's point. ownership that we are, we are each innately a human being. Yeah. Think of a human being as a bubble in a bathtub of bubbles. We're all bubbles and they're all doing their own thing. They're all, all going to burst. They're all going to burst <laughs> later. All our well, bubbles are going to burst. <laughs> but the point is, is we're all human beings and that stigma is on both sides. I can lovingly wear my mask and empathetically understand that it makes some people uncomfortable. Sure. I don't need to raise my voice anymore. You know, talk to the East Coast Italian four years ago, you'd have a totally different Susan. But go through 18 months of COVID and at least seven people dying, it's a different Susan, yeah. right? Yeah. So sure, I wear hand sanitizer. Sure, I wash my hands. Sure, when someone coughs, I still freak out, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so. So I just say, all those sayings we grew up as a child, and I'm saying it's an all or nothing statement, but most of us have heard, you know, put yourself in other people's shoes, uh, don't take it personal. I never liked those sayings. So now I wanna say it this way. We're all human beings. We lovingly have a right to be who we are, as long as we respectfully understand that who we are and what we're doing will ruffle somebody else. We don't need to engage with that. You know, 
thanks for letting me know. Thanks for sharing, you know, your view of things. Like I said to you earlier, I didn't, I love that you gave me the other side of the coin when I made a statement. I'm like, oh good, now I have a new view. Um, I'm not saying what I'm saying is easy, but I'm saying now that I'm no longer, you know, the East Coast Italian Susan, like, you know, like, you know, I know that I'm comfortable being me and I know that I'm not hurting you, I'm potentially helping you, I don't need to explain it anymore. And I can make a cute comment about myself. It's a fashion accessory. Right. Yeah. Like, how can you get mad at me? I mean, listen, I'm that's- I'll wear it on my head like a hat. I'll wear it on my head like a hat. That was the big thing with uh, the, for, for me and some, some <laughs> and my partners, we, we did a lot of branded masks, you know, just- oh, like, nice. There's, a, there's, our, there, there's some logos, there's some branding. Something well, hey, if you still have some, I'll wear them. Okay, I'll send, I'll send, I'll send you a link. Yeah. Okay, don't even, don't even laugh. But I literally yesterday, um, they they have Johnny Was makes these silk masks, and they're gorgeous, but they're silk, and silk supposedly has been scientifically proven to be the more breathable and the better for any sort of pathogens going through, whether it's a common flu. Well, I'm going to be traveling soon. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to be traveling, I'm going to be traveling in style. Yeah. I better get my silk mask before they no longer sell them. So hilarious. I am probably the last person on earth that bought a package of five. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's... I'll be flying in style. And again, if someone like it, it's my accessory. Again, it's one of those find the, uh, find the victory in some of these, um, you know, sufferings find find the pros in these cons and I'm like oh yeah. man i gotta i gotta wear this stupid mask well hey i'm gonna wear a zombie squad one i'm gonna wear a That's awesome. gallery or wear, wear a dead on pictures one you know whatever like come up with all these stupid That's a great brand. idea someone's How like what I what is it and even more so like people found people had these masks made that were exact replicas of their nose and down oh i didn't know that of their face Ooh, that so, must have been weird. And so they're talk. so while well, they're walking into a grocery store and someone's like, Where's your mask? And so it looks like they're not wearing a mask. Oh, and then I he pulls down that. his he rips off his face and it's his other face. Like, what do you mean? I got my mask on. He puts it back on. But the the graphic on it is his exact face. Wow, I hadn't heard that one yet. Yeah. I saw the ones that were clear, but then they got gross because your spit and your sweat and the fog and yeah the, the the steam and the, the yeah it's fogging up yeah but like uh yeah there was some youtuber so, doing, doing but i want to answer your question so yes we will be doing in person um we right. also are adding hybrid. back on location a hybrid yeah and that's another I big thing got, um i just i just got offered um uh one feature length film from one person i worked with before and i got offered uh three series one reality um, one animation and one episodic from another person that I worked with. And they're all various things. I mean, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a producer by trade. Uh, I own a production company. Um, and so casting is a division, New Media Film Festival is a division. But what was really interesting about this is um, we are going to do hybrid this year, and but we're purposefully going to program any of the content that's in these really 
different time zones. Like, we, you know, we found that like Namibia and China, it was like one o'clock in the morning or 2.30 in the morning when it was like eight o'clock our time, I'm guessing. But the point is, is that we'll schedule it so the people they know and love can see it and be yeah. part of the festival without having to fly. Because well, I really I mean, don't think everybody's going to fly anymore. I don't. I mean, it's going to be a lot less. But I mean, what what is the what's the big deal of having in LA your thing at nine or ten a.m. Mm -hmm. and that would be so John Strasbourg one p.m. here, and then might be like seven or eight. I'll, I'll tell you what the issue you know, is. So John yeah. Strasberg, who's um, the son of you know Lee Strasberg, the actor's studio. God love him, but he got up at four, four o'clock in the morning, you know, if you, if you Google him online, you know, he's, he's older than me, that, that disruption, that sleep disruption yeah. can cause an issue. True. I don't know that, you know, maybe we're asking someone to do a Q and A and watch a film and they've got a young baby at home and that disrupts the baby. Now you've ruined that cycle. Yeah. It's hard to get a baby back on a cycle. Who knows? Maybe it makes your dog, you know, want to bark and go outside and wakes up the neighbors and you have a fight the next morning. I don't know. But what, what I learned is I want to be more considerate of where they are. Right. We can easily ask them, are you going to attend the festival? I mean, if they're clearly not going to come, but they're accepted, why not? Again, I, yeah. we haven't done it yet, but it's an idea. And that's the direction we're going. And and listen, we we the 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 pandemic allowed us to try new things. We added NFTs this year, so we created an online gallery. We bought four NFTs, and so now I understand the market's a little volatile now. But we're still working with people to bring that market value up for their NFT artwork or creation. And guess what? They'll get residuals. They'll get residuals just like a union actor would. Nice. So yay. So that's what we got to do during COVID. Cool. I would yeah. not have been able to do that if there wasn't COVID because I would have been building, you know, busy building an in-person festival going to every event that was in town. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's an upswing from it. And, and what's NFT? Clarify NFT. Oh, sorry. Non-fungible token. It's that new uh, Bitcoin okay. cryptocurrency craze where okay. yeah. uh, I'll just use a Tesla. You know, you can buy a Tesla with your cryptocurrency. Okay. Um, hopefully those that it's like a stock market for, I want to say fake money. Right. Money you can't see, money you can't hold. <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yeah. Cryptocurrency, yeah. Bitcoin, uh, OpenSea is just a platform. I think it's... Um, is it late? Lazy. Lazy.com is owned by Mark Cuban. So mm. he's working with non-fungible tokens. Um, it's oh, the art world, Sotheby's sold somebody's art for like millions. Yeah. But you can't put that artwork on your wall. It's in the digital space. So it's on, you know, and supposedly no one else can have it. Yeah. You and I know that hackers can get whatever they want I guess, so. yeah i guess they can well, yeah. I mean, i'm rolling with it you know? still still your the hackers can apparently steal your art now but if it's digital art yeah so, hey so here's another cool thing that came from the pandemic um one of one of our successful programs was the producer panel and pitching 
and we would have four or five producers up there. Um, we did it kind of like a Vanna White style, like, you know, you had to sign the agreement that you owned the rights to it and you registered it because we didn't want unregistered stuff. And then you were in a gold barrel and we had a model, you know, pick out your name and, you know, and if you were there, you got to pitch live and they'd give you feedback. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of meetings. Well, this hadn't happened in 2020, right? Because of COVID and we didn't want it to not happen again. But we also knew that people were kind of zoomed out and we didn't want to zoom out people for the actual festival. So we put the pitching online. And so now people can pitch 24 seven. You know, we do it like you'd send it to us. We figure out which one it should go to because, you know, obviously some people are more interested in animation, yeah. some episodic, some are more feature. So we're like, that's awesome. That is another silver lining, you know, that came out of yeah. all this craziness. Why should they have to wait till next June to pitch when they can pitch now? What are we in? Oh, a year a year from now. Why should they wait a year to pitch in person when they can pitch now? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I should use that statement. But well, you know my you know my phone's gonna ring in four minutes to tell yep. me I have to get off. So oh, I know, I know. Shut that off so you don't have to hear it. Well, uh, what do you have coming up this year? Huh? What do you have coming up? Well, uh, I signed an NDA for this gig, so uh, nice. Okay, good. Don't say anything. Once, oh, once the trail, wait, once I the don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> well, once the trailer's out, or once we lock in a okay, deal, good. once I get, once the IMDb's up, and 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 like I'm linked. Yeah, send me to, a link. I'd like to see yeah, it. Yeah, but uh, uh, season three of Rogues Gallery is coming out Friday, and, and I'll send you a link to that. Maybe. Uh, um, we can discuss the new media festival for, for our work, but season three of Rogues Gallery. Okay, so here's here's the three minute pitch. So uh, you ever watch those crime shows on ID on Reels? Mm -hmm. uh, Who killed Jane Doe? Evil Twins? Evil Stepmothers? Uh, Nightmare Next Door? All those shows. So if Bruce Wayne went home, had a cocktail, and watched ID, what would he see? on ID, what kind of crime shows and about who. And so we made a, a crime show, a crime reenactment ID type crime show based on uh, one based in the DC universe about DC supervillains and one based in the Marvel universe about Marvel supervillains. And it's, it's, the super, it's the super low budget. You've got that, you've got that uh, criminologist or the psychologist or, or, the, or, the, or the law enforcement official that was a part of the case you know sitting against a green screen there might be some graphics behind them then you got the dramatic reenactments you've got the archive footage the found footage the crime scene photos and all that but set in either dc like yeah and it's it's super fun super easy to make super fun you know we're diehard fans and i just like to do these little videos i mean essentially they're super villain origin stories about b or even c level villains like villains no one's ever heard of and and people are like Shockmaster. who the hell is Shockmaster? and he's like a second or third rate electro but he uses he uses electricity just like electro but he just <laughs> never was really in all the comics like electro was or something like that you know it's goofy yeah you're, you're bringing him up to the surface you know yeah. so people 
can learn about them. It sounds like a fun show. I'm yeah. glad that you're, you're finishing and making it happen. Um, is it possible if I could give um, a discount code to people if they on your show? Absolutely. So do you, it's kind of fun because remember a Batman, they would have wow, pow. Yep. Remember? So it's wow, all capital letters, W-O-W. Wow. But see, you got it because you remember the wow and the pow, but mm -hmm. that's that's where the reference comes from. So if they use that, they'll, you know, they'll save 20%. And um, I encourage people to go to newmediafilmfestival.com and at the bottom of the website page, just get on our free newsletter list. So for example, hopefully tomorrow, our newsletter is gonna go out and where we've actually been asked by Broadway World for interview opportunities. So we, I created a Google form before you and I got on the podcast today. And it basically says, you know, what's your title? If you've, if, especially if you've submitted in the last 13 years to us, because then I can easily retrieve it. And then give me the, you know, give me the short pitch of why you should be interviewed. Like what's your connection to Broadway World? you know mm -hmm. and um you know and again uh that could be anywhere um the uk on the west end uh broadway new york it could whatever but that's that's a fun free thing that we can offer the content creator community like i mean who's going to say no to really good press i mean they're about art and artists so so that's what we love to do we love to empower content creators and we are a global and story Sorry, we're a global story and technology company. That's it. Hell yeah, Susan Johnson. I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. And uh, this was such thank a blast. You. I, this I was mean, fun. We rambled straight an hour and a half. Uh, That's awesome. And, and uh, we talked about everything, I talked think. Talked about everything. Talked about I everything. I love the stolen, the stolen film story. Your, mm -hmm. your person wanting it and my person actually getting it, but I got mine back and you didn't let yours go. So we're good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Susan Johnson, New Media Festival. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, New Media New Media Festival. Susan Johnson, Media Futurist, <clears throat> and uh, you said Broadway World. You're reading some. You're reading some bio. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, so, I'm reading so the all. Media, the, I'm reading all the notes you sent. But I mean, I, I know media. I know New so Media, media Futurist. Well, the, the Media Futurist part of it is I was actually on the speaking circuit for a couple of years. I was speaking about Internet of Things, mm -hmm. artificial intelligence, the future of media. And I think the last place I spoke was Paris, France, and then poof, the world closed down. I'm pretty sure yeah. you and I'm pretty sure you were absolutely 100% accurate on everything. It all happened because I've been, you know, screaming about new media, TikTok, I jumped on TikTok when it happened, like the way the, the way the, the way the future is going and the way new, new media is coming along. I mean, even movies in theaters, they're yeah, you can be everywhere. Like yeah. you can be everywhere. You no longer have to be in one little yeah. square box in a living room. Isn't yeah. that fantastic? Yeah. All right. It's amazing. So lovely to meet you on, yeah. on your podcast. Absolutely. When it's done, send me the link and I'll, I'll I'll spread the love and send it out in social media land. Yeah. Well, Susan, can't thank you enough for coming on. We'll talk a little thank bit you. offline and and, and uh, so just just hang tight. To the viewers out there, if you want to become an honorary member of the Zombie Squad send me some uh, hit me up on, on any of the socials um send me the name that you want to be credited as as your as a honorary member of zombie squad send me your favorite 
one or two profile pictures, avatars, what have you, your profile pictures on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and we can squad you up. I will make you an honorary member of the zombie squad and I, I'll and, and I'll design all the stuff. I'll design a t-shirt, I'll design your logo, your whole zombie squad kind of profile. If you want to be an honorary member of zombie squad and give you the options to buy a t-shirt, to buy a phone case, to buy a pillow, to buy a tapestry, to buy a hoodie, to whatever the hell you want. But if you want to be an mem honorary member of the zombie squad, let me know. And uh, hey, but you gotta put, they gotta put in the work though. All they, all they, all they have to, all they have to do is send me one or two of their profile pics, and uh, they'll be an honorary member <laughs> of the Zombie Squad. <laughs>